summer's heating up, and so are the Marvelists. July brings out the best and worst of both universes. Avengers, look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Yes, it's Marvel versus DC, and you won't want to miss any of it. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Until he can find a way to control the raging spirit that dwells within him. Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. And before we get into the usual rigmarole of introducing our very special emergency, emergency, oh, sorry, that was the last episode, guest co-hosts, we want to tell you at home how to get a hold of us on social media. How? Well, first off, der, the duck, that sucked. But anyway, go on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at The Marvelists. Give us a like-ski on there. Also, you can find us on... A plethora of places. To listen to. 
But before we get to that, let's tell them at home how they can follow each of us individually. They're home? Well, that too. But we're out. Find us. Find myself on Twitter and Instagram at Peter Melnick and on Facebook at Peter Melnick Podcaster. You can also find Eddie on Instagram at Eddie9193. You're out of your mind. That's a long name. Mm hmm. But you can also find the show on a wide variety of streaming platforms, including TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever you can listen to RSS feeds for podcasts. It's Reginald Sexy Dance. That's what RSS stands for. It does. In your world. No, I don't know anybody named Reginald. Why would I? Elton John? Wait, you never tried to get a Cayman Islands bank account? Yikes. But anyway, you can Marvelous financial advice program. (laughs) Go on to WolverinePodcast.com and use the promo code at checkout. Marvelous. And get one free month. Count them one. Free month of Stitcher Premium for only 499 pennies or 499 a month. It's his crew. It's crew? Mm Mm-hmm. Two live crew. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Eddie, you got any two live crew references you can make? Um, you can do some, re- like, lyric references? Just the song title. The F Shop? No, I only know one song. Well, I know okay. that one. Yeah, and they made a clean version for the radio. Did they really? Sure, that's, that's why it got so popular, I think. That's hilarious. Yeah. But also, you can, like that's I said... hilarious! Listen, you can also listen to us on those platforms, but when you go to WolverinePodcast.com and what? use the promo code at checkout... Marvelous. Like I said, you get one free month of Stitcher Premium, and you can listen to a plethora of audio content. I said it better. Yes, you did. But you can listen to a... Again. Yeah. You did better. But all that audio content, including Wolverine the Long Night and Wolverine... The Lost Trail. Marvel's second foray, which was the first with Long Dude. Night. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, <laughs> first Dude. sequel. Mm. Hot Shots. Part D. Good movie. <laughs> but anyway, like I said, you go on there and you get to listen to those. They're Marvel's foray into serialized drama podcasts. Kind of like serial. Written by writers. That do Comic comics. book writers. Yes. As I've heard you say many a time. Exactly, because I forgot the names of the people who do it. Because <sighs> I was terrible with these ad reads. You should have had me do the ad read then. God, imagine us doing Blue Chew ads. Yeah, no. Not even. Yep. So. Yeah. WolverinePodcast.com. Promo code at checkout. Marvelous. Yeah. That hasn't changed. It has not. But you know what has not changed either? Our email bag, themarvelous at gmail.com. And also, you know what else hasn't changed? My underwear. And also, our guest co-host for this episode. Oof. There you go. They were on the last episode where we had our emergency broadcast about Spitterman, and now Spitter they're hyphen man. We showed more respect for the hyphen than I did. You got that right. Mm-hmm. But we are joined with Charles Peralo and Doug Doug McCausland McCausland. Hello, Ducktales. Woohoo! Peter, do you have any interesting Doug McCausland movie reference puns? Do androids dream of electric Doug McCauslands? Thank it's not you. really a pun, but it's just a, a book title. It's out there now, so you can't yeah. unhear it. So, guys, we are joined right now with both of you as we conclude our longer-than-a-month, month-long premiere of, or discussion of Marvel versus DC, and we're doing now the worst versus the worst. We've hit the bottom of the barrel. Yes, we are scraping the barrel with Howard Thuduk. Yeah. Howard Thuduk versus Catwoman. Spoilers, Catwoman sucked to the point where I 
did not even finish watching the movie. Sour milk. Yeah. Oh, oh, they did not even deserve catering, these people. You just don't have the intellectual capacity to understand a DC film. Oh, no, I I completely understood everything going on on the screen, and everything on the screen was nothing but pain and sorrow and just shit. (laughs) I'm just going to say this. What's with, like, bad comic book movies and having a shoehorn in basketball scene? Like, they did that in Daredevil, too. You notice that? That uh, yeah, that was that's kind of funny you making that comparison, but uh, you can't deny it. Yep, got that right. But you got basketball in Black Panther, and you know, and... scary movie. Was it one or two? Well, it was one of those. It's see, not a superhero I, movie. See, I but it's an early two thousands thing. I enjoyed scary movie, the very first one, just for the line of "Oh my God, we hit a shoe." Nope. That was the only line in the whole movie that made me laugh. Now here's the to be a good bad movie, you have to say, "Oh hey, let's go play football." But to be a bad, bad movie, it's like, oh, hey, let's go play basketball in the hood. While essentially dry humping each other in front of children. They did. Oh, God, they did that. Yeah. And so a little bit of a background thing for this movie. This movie is obviously not connected to the Christopher Nolan movies. And that's fine because those movies are fine on their own and they're fine movies. With the exception of Dark Knight Rises. Boo. That movie sucked. It was great. Mm. Great. But the thing about these movies is they're connected to another Batman film franchise. Michael Keaton. It's the anthology. They are technically a part of the anthology. Because if you notice, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman shows up during the opening montage of all the women who are Catwomen in the world. And the director of this film has gone on record saying this is a part of... Of the anthology. I'm sorry, you say anthology. What do, what do you Batman, mean? Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. That's the official title of that franchise? Yeah. I never heard that before. That's they interesting. Call. I was recently, uh, during work today, looking up the uh, Batman things because that's what I do in my <gasps> job. Peter. Peter! It was during break, Eddie. Jeez. Oh, okay. You said during wink. work. Oh, did I wink out loud? Did I say wink? Oh, no. Yeah, you could really hear that audibly. Yeah, your boss, like, they put, like, the, uh, they give you the pink slip, and it's like, it, yep, they give a copy of the podcast saying, here you go. Yeah, the pink wink. Oh, wow. But, you said, that's, that's when the poo particles are in there, right? <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> I made a pink eye reference, people. Eye you know, boogers, you know? Yeah. Wink. But anyway, yeah, it's a part of the quote-unquote Batman anthology, and, wow, I never would have thought Batman and Robin would meet, you know be defeated in the worst DFC movie category. Here we are. Well, that's your first you're mentioning to it of the DC versus Marvel month, but okay. I actually enjoy Batman and Robin. That's a fun movie if you get past all the crappiness and around it. Oh yeah. I mean, you could appreciate the nipples if you open your mind. So, so I just want to say this. The way Doug looked and sounded when he said that was one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. <laughs> if you appreciate it. Sort of, kind of. I mean, it did kind of go along with that. Okay, you watch it for the enjoyment, whatever aspect of it. You got a little adult when you got the uh, the, yeah, the, the two graphically, anatomically correct uh, parts of the costumes. But you, you saw the campiness, the silly, sort of silliness that... Um, I don't know, maybe in a small degree, the very first Batman movie had, because you maybe expected it to be that way. I'm not trying to make a joke. Are you going with the Adam West Batman movie? Or no, 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 movie. Not, I'm not, never mind a 66. Batman 89. No, because Batman, 89. Batman 66 was, was a, a movie. Yes, I know. By 20th well, Century Fox. Right, well, right. you know, I mean, but you, we've discussed uh, one, the DC film that has nipples in it. What about the Marvel movie that had some nipples well, in it? We're, we'll, we're, we'll crossing, get, we'll we're get, getting there. We'll get to oh, we're there. getting there? Yes. Because I also want to have my little bit of mental therapy just discussing about how I feel about Catwoman. Yeah, we have to go from one session to another. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so 
I've never hated a movie as much as this one. And there were moments... I didn't get to the part where you saw it, where she, uh, I guess, was licking her hands like a cat. And yeah. your reaction, by the way, I've never seen you so disgusted. <laughs> your reaction was, you know, when they did it in the 60s TV show, that was acceptable. But this... Just, ugh, just not even, you know, I mean, there's a comment, I think, that was on our page that she's, uh, Halle Berry, 75% of the film in this tight black leather, and you're thinking, whoa, hot, cool, excellent, whatever. But cleaning herself, like pretending to be like a cat, no. Well, just wasn't doing it for me. I don't, yeah. So fun fact, just to show how awful it is, you know, sometimes like when they did the suit, it was CGI. It like looked they, like a video game, a really bad video game. It was, it was a pretty bad video game. And, um, you know, I'm just going to you know, go around and ask everyone to rate it on a scale of 1 to 10. Uh, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest. Wait a minute, you're sparing us, ripping this apart some more? Don't oh, you I, dare. No, I'm not sparing us, but I just, want, I just want to, like, open up the audience to, like, how we all felt on this. Because I'm going to give it a 0 out of 10. Yeah, it's an unregistered number. You can't do that. Minus 5. That's, that's even lo- less than an yeah. unregistered number. Yeah. And you're going out of 10? No, I'm going out of 5. Okay, you're going out of 5. I mean, so it's, still it's severe, negative 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Negative 6. He went 1. Are we doing the price is not right here? By the way, by the way, if you guys thought like, you know... I that. took a whole page of notes to talk about nothing? <laughs> well, if you, if you guys... We're doing a Seinfeld podcast now? Well, if you guys thought that that thing was like... Wow, he does have a, <laughs> he does have a sheet of paper with notes on it. One wow. side of notes. I mean, I have less I have less notes on Howard, but I, you know... Well, we're not we're not at Howard yet, but, uh, you know, I, I just I just want to ask this question, though, because, you know, linking it to Howard, what what is grosser? Um, seeing breast on an animatronic duck or seeing Halle Berry lick her hands after coming out of the sewer? Oh, shit. I didn't even know that happened. Because like I said, I did not finish this movie. It still it still goes to Catwoman. Gets the, gets the uh, no prize. Yeah, the pooping. Whatever. Yeah. It's got to be. I mean, it starts... My first line here is death by sewage flush. That's an indicator right off the bat. And I just... When it comes to this movie, there's a lot of just... It's not a boring movie per se, but it it is annoying for the fact of you couldn't make her Selena Kyle. You had to make Patience Phillips or Penelope Pitstop or whatever the hell this woman's right. called. I, it sucked. <laughs> yeah. And were they trying to preserve the actual character's name? By I don't know. I don't know. So which is why they might have. That might be why the whole Batman anthology and this is the fifth film. So was it a bad thing to change the the. The, the ethnicity of the character as well? They, I don't know. I would have been fine with a black Selena Kyle. I would have been fine exactly. with that. Exactly. We've already had a black Selena Kyle, Eartha Kitt. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did they ask Michelle Pfeiffer back? Do you know anything about so, that? No, but they just, I like actually, I said, they include the picture. That was it. So I actually know a little bit about that. So Michelle Pfeiffer was actually scheduled to be in sequels to this film. She was like, you know, they, they said yes to that. Basically, they they okay. So after Batman Returns came out, there was actually a plan for a Catwoman movie that was supposed to be a direct sequel. The problem was, you know, like okay, Tim Burton wanted to do it, but then he didn't want to do it because Joel Schumacher took over the Batman films, and it was in development hell for a decade. And by that time, they were like, "Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer's too old now," which I don't really think she was in two thousand three. I don't think she was too old for it, but still, regardless. And they wanted to tie it into, I guess, this anthology. I've not heard that term, but uh, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. And they wanted to do eventually, like, you know, this is a Catwoman trilogy where this, there was going to be a sequel where they do more cats. 
And then the th- <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the third, and then the third one was actually going to involve Michelle Pfeiffer again, going to the pound. Yeah, and I mean, I'm going to say this though. So here's the thing, Eddie. Have you seen the trailer for Cats? Oh, maybe a long time ago. No, the, from... no, the, the trailer for the new Cats movie, the live action one. No, no. Uh, Peter, have you seen that? I've seen pictures. That's which, enough. Which one's creepier? Oh, Doug. Also, have you seen it? I've seen pictures. And um, it's nightmare fuel. I'll just say that. Hmm. Why do you sound so creepy when you answer these questions? <laughs> it's like an interrogation. Because you two are sharing a mic and you're a little close to each other. <laughs> Maybe that's part of it. That is true. I have to get very close to your face to speak, Charles. So I should be the one creeped out. Well, it just sounds like exactly what's happening. A little from happened. column A, a little from column B. That's exactly right, yeah. so But okay. it's a creepy movie. In regards to uh, Catwoman, you mean, or in regards to cats? Both, but I think Catwoman's actually a little bit creepier. Catwoman is like, it's camp as hell. It's incredibly campy. It's like... Yeah, you know, and I've had a litany of things that you're finding out. Not only, again, like I said, death by sewage flush, but but getting the mystical cat breath and seeing differently in your eyeballs changing, you know, narrowing, sleeping on a suspended shelf, running, uh, rolling catnip, catnip all over your face oh, and hissing at dogs. I, oh. I audibly yelled... Oh, go yourself when she got the catnip. The bu- that was the moment. I'm just like, this movie is pissing me off. The bumblebee tuna coming out of six or seven cans and the, then... That and, was my you know. second one. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, uh, I mean, um, going next door to turn the, the, the neighbor's volume too loud, having a, you know, a little scene like that. I'm just wondering with all these feline behaviors... When she's out of cat mode or whatever, or trying going to be to shit in a box, it seems like if she's trying Ew. to do her her job, Norm, does she not recall all these other behaviors that she had? I mean, yes, you do see them come through when she's um, with um, was it Benjamin Bratt? I think as the male lead in this. Man, what a box of charisma he was, by the way. Um, you know, he, I'm just gonna say this. So that that's the main love interest, right? Sure is. So. Is it just because I was going to bring up this point? Is it just me? Or is like so he he's like Hispanic, correct? Mm. Uh, maybe partially, yeah. Yeah, I mean, did they just kind of like go for like you know kind of a little bit more ethnic version of like the Disney princes for this guy? Because that that's kind of what he looks like. He Man, like Doug's same... reaction to that was great. <laughs> oh, what was Doug's reaction? He was like, "What the?" F-? No, no, no. But seriously, look at his face. He's like overly well polished, and then like he's talking to the kids. He's like, "I, I want can you see to... that with Doug." No, but the worst thing is like when he's talking to the kids, he's like, I want you guys to be the good guys. And it's like, I feel like there would be like a million kids in this kid's like guy's class making fun of this dude. And it, it's just like such a weird character they put on. Well, especially, yeah, when he makes his debut in the movie, uh, he happens to be driving up to her apartment building and just happens to look up however many stories she is that he notices that she's on the ledge. Like, who in their right mind without any other screaming from above is going to notice, oh, there's a woman out there. Maybe I should go up and try and save her. And then you have the woman who ends up introducing the whole lore of the cats and everything to Halle Berry's character. And she's uh, she was in the show Six Feet Under. That's how I remember her. And when I was watching the movie, I'm like, well, we got what? a big we got a big casting right there. No, I think I remember yeah, her from American Horror Story, actually. OK, well, I several mean, seasons. Yeah. When I'm like seeing her, I'm like, why do I recognize yeah. her? And then it clicks. I'm like, oh, Six Feet Under. All right. But I'm also thinking to myself, she's one of the best actresses in this movie, like one of the best people in this film. The but bar was that high. There, there's not much. Yeah, it's. She learns how to ride a motorcycle. How do we know that? We don't. She becomes a master of the whip. 
You know, this all little I demure, think, fe- you know, female patient's all, character. All I could think of her with the whip was uh, Waylon Smithers on The Simpsons. Liquorish whip. <laughs> that was well, every time. Well, well I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to say this, though. Like, you know, with, with the way this movie is structured, you know, she has these natural feline instincts from Egypt. So maybe maybe riding a motorcycle was just those natural instincts of Egypt. Like, like they just had that back then. That's what the director yeah. thought. Yeah. It's, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie, but the way you're describing it, it kind of sounds like Catwoman fused with Moon Knight. No, that's that's besmirching our Looney well, <laughs> this is This is where I did have written down here, maybe you saw it, it said multiple personalities that's that's come into play, actually. But just a couple of them I'm upsetting, How Peter. How dare you, see Peter. Peter Looney for Mooney Melnick. Yeah. yeah. Also speaking, which I'm a big DC fan. Hell, I'm wearing a Batman tank top right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say this. Could did they like could they have figured out a plot that had anything less to do with Catwoman? I mean, I mean seriously, this is like this is like saying like, "Hey, we're going to make Spider-Man a truck driver and not give him powers." If you're right, everyone. The guy who is her boss in the movie, by the way, I just wanted to see the Marx Brothers throw like a bowl of soup on his head cuz like that's the kind of character he had. He's like He's the foil for the Marx Brothers in, like, the 1930s. That's all he was. He's like, oh, I'm British. <laughs> you know, they should just had, like, uh, J.K. Simmons play the guy. I mean, why not? Like, he can play the like the dick boss in every movie. Maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, just let me run through. And the most easiest and tolerable reference was the cat got your tongue line coming out. So, all right, fine. You kind of expect that, I think, as well. You know, I've got notes about here just saying the Ferris wheel rescue Making a bit, putting a bad aspiration or a stereotype on a badly constructed amusement park, um, the the Halle Berry and Sharon Stone encounter, which could have gone I don't know wherever, um, because she is the outgoing um, face of the mascara company. Because there's a you know uh, another sort of a kind of plot going on with with that stuff. Lord knows that was a great villain. She can be a. She can be a bad character for sure. Oh, she certainly and she, was, and bad. she has, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, bad but effective. Ba- you know, like there's kind of two ways to say the word special. There's two ways to say the word bad, and yeah, we know the kind of bad she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then you see, of course, some more Hallie Catwoman traits like staring at the fish, devouring the sushi, get hates, it, cats, hates, hates the rain, you know, whatever. Uh, and then Patience is in jail, but she's able to somehow squeeze through the bars. That made a lot of sense. Takes the Jaguar, the car, and, you know, a girl like me always lands on her feet. Mm-hmm. I guess what I'm getting at is I didn't like this movie. Yeah. No, I mean, I really hated it. I mean, yeah. this is actually the worst comic book movie ever made. Fantastic Four. I got more. Look. I'm going to tell you what. I got more out of this 30-minute special feature that I watched after the film. The Many Faces wow, of Wow, you're Catwoman. more invested in this movie than I was. <laughs> if, we, if I'm going to give this a bad ranking or be able to really report on what's so bad about it, I'm going to make sure it's thoroughly... <laughs> You know, I watched the featurette. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the behind-the-scenes documentary. There were some additional scenes. I don't recall those. I think I blanked those out. But knowing all, all the female act- actresses that were involved in here, starting with Eartha Kitt and Julie Newmar and Lee Merriweather, and then from the 1992 Batman animated series with Adrian Barbeau, which I don't and think Harvey I realized. Firestein. And then, of course, we mentioned uh, Michelle Pfeiffer from 1992's Batman Returns. So I think I got a little more out of it than that. I think originally... I wrote down that the character was just called the cat. Little piece of trivia there. Ernest Miller, yes. Yeah, it was actually something Christopher Nolan brought that back. Because, you know, if you look at Dark Knight Rises, great movie. Yeah, they don't call her Catwoman. She's called either Selena Kyle or the cat. So they okay. never call her Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Don't they say, what's the matter, cat got your tongue in that movie too? 
I don't think so. Uh, no, they do. They do. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> that sounds right. Mm-hmm. But Eddie, I, I, because I didn't catch you with it. What was your rating of this movie? I didn't give it. Well, what is it? So, what are we doing? Out of five? Yes. Uh, Negative. It's going to be no. It's, it's the highest rating. It's a it's a number on the plus side, but it's not it's not. Uh, not uh, I'm, I'm kind of wavering on a two. I'm waiting it. Well. Well, Eddie's processing that. I think we have another important discussion to have. So who's the hottest woman to play Catwoman so far? Because, you know, we're four guys sitting here. Um, you know, part of me wants to say Anne Hathaway. I'm a big Devil Wears Prada fan, but Julie mm. Newmar, my God. Yeah, I'm going with Newmar. I Doug? would say so, yes, Newmar. I'm just going to be old school and say Pfeiffer. You're um, not as old school as we are then. Julie Newmar is more old school. And we're sixty we're talking sixties old school before the term uh, was even a thing. <laughs> Back in my a, day. That, that's a brain for it. But you know, mm-hmm. old school from my perspective, that's uh that's a. I think Piper. Julie Newmar I mean yes, I think Julie yes, Julie Newmar before Lee Merriweather in terms of who we saw first. And I yes, I think I'm taking a stretch here, Julie Newmar played the role longer than Lee Merriweather. I mean, you're not stretching it. You're I sitting mean, in a chair. Anne Sorry. Hathaway is a very beautiful woman, but yes. you know she just had her Les Misérables body in that film. So you know I'm going to have to say Julie Newmar is just like, I mean, I, you know if she Julie, set the bar. She set the standard. I mean, Julie Newmar is dead, right? I didn't even know she was sick. <laughs> yeah, I think I think yes, quite a while. Mm-hmm. Oh man, if she was if she was still alive, I don't care how old she is. She was on the show, and then she got replaced by Lee Merriweather in the film. Correct. Is that, is that what happened? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. It's funny. I know Lee Merriweather, because I was never a giant fan of um, Adam West Batman, but uh, I know Lee Merriweather more through her role in Middle Gear Solid 4. She played okay. Big Mama. <laughs> How the hell? And Lee okay, has also made the uh, the con circuit with, uh, in some cases, Adam West. So I think... Um, but Eddie, you know. um, Eddie, we gave you uh, some time there and also gave you a chance to you know give some old-fashioned perspective on... The man uh, said two. <laughs> Oh, you said two? Yeah, I was yeah, kind of wavering on it, but I was going, with, over I was going with a two. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm wondering how how was it two? How was it not a one? Because I'm not a nice guy. I would have possibly come down to one point seven five. So, so you're looking at it as like you know someone worked on it, so I got to give it a two. Something kind of like that it is absolutely the lowest thing I've rated anything. So, okay, Peter, what was your rating? I gave it a negative five. Oh, Doug, negative six. Sure. No, I'm actually not going to give it a numbers rating. I'm just going to say worst comic book movie ever. You gave it a zero. Oh. Ne- oh. Less than zero. Robert Downey Jr. in the oh, Brett yeah. Easton Ellis adapted classic from the 1980s. Brett Easton Ellis Don't sucks, make though. me ask the question again. Oh, well. It's a different I'm question. I'm not a fan of Brett Easton it's Ellis. A, it's a Downey thing. All right, anyway. American Psycho is like one of the worst books I've ever read it's in my life. It's a very random hatred to have. <laughs> he, he stinks on ice. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Back to 1986. Wait, hold on, hold on. Do, 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 do. Life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Strangers, dangers, airplanes. Something, something. I forgot the lines. Life He's Eddie Wilson. <laughs> He's got a mike. I shoehorned those words. <laughs> How are the ducktails? Ow, my ears with the Woo-hoo. microphone. <laughs> Yeah, I have the power to My turn bad. these mics off just so everybody knows. Well, Kevin knows. Smith is bringing back He-Man, so he has so, the power as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, just to give a, uh, you know, just to, just to break the ice, um, who was the better movie? Oh, Howard the Duck, Hands, hands and Feathers. <laughs> yeah, down. That's easy, and, Howard. And Paws Down, yeah, exactly. Wait, does Howard have hands? Yeah. 
Ducks don't have. He plays it's, guitar. It so seems how, like how he does. Else? There's a three issue limited series based on the movie that it looks like he's got a clenched fist as he's running from the wheel of a, of a motorcycle. Right, is that, he holding a cigar? But that duck. Yes, that, he is. That, say, what is this news that he's holding a cigar? That duck. You don't play, see this. You don't see this in the movie, but it's all over the comic book. Gentlemen, the duck played guitar, so of course he has fingers. There you go. Why does he play guitar? Because he's a bitchin' dude. Because he's like Ziggy. No, but like I mean, okay. So this is this oh, is this okay. Is, I got it. So this is the most random film I've ever seen in my life. It makes no sense at all to me, but yet it somehow is like I I I'll just gotta keep I'm gonna keep on saying this forever. This is the pineapple pizza of movies. Well, the first thing that's not gonna make sense to you when I was watching it very much for the first time of recent time, George Lucas presents in the beginning. Yeah, Whoa, hold on a minute. George, in- George is a big fan of comics. And George is a big fan of Howard the Duck. When the book yep. was coming out back in 1975, I think this I is proof he's not a very good director. No, because he's a, he's no. a big comic book fan. He's always been. And like to be completely honest, comic books have had a major influence on his writing style because one of the major villains, one of the greatest villains of all time, that guy, the asthma problem guy, is a ripoff of somebody from Latveria. Yeah, no. I can see that. You heard it here. Okay, yeah. if you didn't really. A lot of people have made that comparison. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, the whole, the forest, dark side, light side, that uh, was after New Gods and the source, and he was actually asked about that, and he didn't deny that he took oh, from well, um, DC's New see, Gods. Oh, uh, well, Aurora Borealis and um, <laughs> Mother... Ooh. See but, more. The house is on fire. But but to just say it best, you know, Howard the Duck is the pineapple on pizza of movies. It's when you, you know, told me that that was absolutely perfect, and I 100% agree. As a pineapple on pizza person, by the way, because it does belong on pizza. Thank well, you. Well, You're welcome. Hawaiian pizza. Well, yes, no, exactly. a lot of people are not going to like it on pizza, but yet you know, like. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. And also, I'm going to say this: Catwoman is like the like you know expired shit, shit anchovies on pizza. I'm going shit in the shoe. I like anchovies on pizza. Ew. It's got the salty taste to it. Anchovies are actually my favorite topping. Right on, brother. Yeah. Fist bump in the middle of a podcast. Wow. <laughs> but so I feel like I feel like, you know, we're gonna stop at like Pizza the Rock right after this and I'm just gonna be sitting in, <laughs> I'm gonna be sitting in the parking lot and Doug and Pete are gonna walk out with some slices of uh, pineapple and anchovy pizza. Yeah, that's disgusting. Well no no no, no not not on the same pizza, just different pizza slices, but you know, that's what happens. I'm just going to get a jar of anchovies and eat them just slowly in front of you. <laughs> uh, fried anchovies are delicious. I'm going to say that. Heads anyway, chopped off. There. Anyway, guys. The great anchovy debate now settled on the marvelous. In regards to Worst. the issue of Howard the Duck, one phrase comes to mind for me. Why? No. Internet hive mind. What? Everyone on the internet has vilified this movie. It's the worst movie ever made. It sucks. It sucks. Because there is an audio or a venue on YouTube, for example, of just guys with their thumbnails of looking shocked and going, ah, it's every single video. <laughs> Doug Walker. <coughs> Excuse me. You mentioned Doug Walker. This was actually one of his first big success reviews. Like in 2009, he did right. it and it broke, I think, a million views on it. And I feel with the reach he has of saying this was the worst movie ever, people never watched the movie. They never actually gave it a chance. But they're like, oh, well, Nostalgia Critic said it's terrible, so I'm, like, I'm going to parrot his opinion. Yeah. Much like how this one show on Comedy Central for the past 20-something years has been giving people opinions. I'm calling out South Park once again. So <laughs> that's the South Park hive mind. They're all the right opinions, though. I'm a shill. Oh, God. No, but yeah, it's it's that it's people 
are parroting an opinion without actually watching it. And I watched this movie for the first time, and I really liked it. And I feel like it came at the right time, too, for me, because I had gone, like, a week or two before that to go to a screening of uh, Goonies and, what's it called, uh, Gremlins. So it was, like, a 1980s double feature. Man, you just never gave up your childhood, did you? I did not. But watching that kind of movie paired with those kind of movies... It made sense for what it is. Is it the greatest comic book movie ever made? No, it's not. And it's it's definitely flawed, and there's a lot of problems with it. It's just not as close to the source material, of course, but it's not the worst movie. Actually, I enjoyed it a lot. This is the first big-budget uh, Marvel movie, correct? Correct. Okay. That's a very uh, high bar to surpass. That's actually pretty funny. I didn't know that. Um, kind of guess that, though. Um, but, you know, I'm looking at this film with Howard the Duck, and... So I'm just going to ask you, Peter, and I'm going to ask, because Eddie, what did you think of the movie, good or bad so far? Did you like it? I thought it had some good in it, but it had some weird stuff in it. It had some shades of um, Back to the Future coming right on the heels or on the flippers of the year before that, so, and starting with Leah Thompson, of course. Yeah. So at, w- at which point in the movie did you guys like look at it and say, what am I watching? For me, it was like, wait, wait, he's working at a sex motel? And I'm like... Well, when I saw the duck boobs, yeah, then I was like, wait a minute. Okay, fine. You know, and this I was going to be a freaky picture. I was familiar with the, <laughs> <laughs> with the line oh, that... Oh, this is one of these movies, huh? Leah, Leah Thompson, as Beverly said, you know, I know you may be trapped in a world you never made. And that was just the, the, the slug line for the actual, for the comic book itself. So I said, all right, they're going to stick to that and go from there. Um, the the quote-unquote intimate scene... That we, they get almost, they get interrupted with. We almost with, uh, got like Beastie Boys playing. That was some funky stuff going on. I was like, wait a minute, where are you going with this? But it kind of came in, and you got Howard with a what? It looked like he had a Michael Jackson beat it music video jacket kind of thing going on. And then later, like I said, with um, with Back to the Future, it looked like with Howard, I think he was what, with the guitar. That was actually like Michael the, J. Fox. The Enchantment Under that. the Sea thing. Yeah, Michael J. Fox the, character, right? Both, exactly. Both the same height. It was, <laughs> no, it was actually Michael J. Fox, Eddie. Right. Well, he had no. Well, no, it was they got Michael J. Fox for that one scene. They're like they put him in the suit instead of uh, what Ed Gale, I guess, or whatever it was. MJF, not that MJF, but we want you to play guitar and be a duck. No. Wow. See now, if they were smart, maybe they could have got back, gone back ten years to Rick D's and his cast of idiots and put Disco Duck into this thing too. Oh, now, just a questioning it more. Why consensus. are you like the city, Doug? Mark, would Mark. you rather? Mark, Mark. Okay, actually, <laughs> actually, Peter, would you rather watch this, Howard the Duck again, or Master. Thor the Dark World again? I'll go with Thor the Dark World because of the overall connection that it has to the MCU, that it's still, it's one of those movies I've want Thor the Dark World I've really recently wanted to rewatch, but I've just not bothered to do so because of the connection with Endgame. Okay, Doug, would you rather watch this or Ant-Man and Wasp again? Because apparently you don't like that movie, if something's <laughs> wrong with you. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen Howard the Duck. And it's been a while. It's been a while since I have seen... No, but uh, Howard the Duck, it's an entertaining movie. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay, the last episode, I think I crapped on that movie. It's not horrible. It's better than Howard the Duck. It's better than Catwoman. It's just my personal least favorite Marvel film. Um, I do legitimately think that Thor the Dark World is an underrated film. That's Well, you're just wrong. <laughs> in regards to Howard the Duck, though, it's a movie that's an hour and 50-something minutes, and it's trying to mimic a lot of the action-adventure movies of its time, like a Goonies and Gremlins, where it's 
that length of time. You got you have if you have a movie, you have to tell it at almost two hours, but not exactly two hours. And this was a movie that could have done without twenty minutes, because watching this movie where you're seeing the scene of him flying with uh, the hot new action star, what's his name, uh, Tim Robbins, it's just it's. I was bored at that point. So, so and Howard the Flying Duck, yes, so with Tim I, Robbins. Yep. I actually would have liked this film to be longer, just because oh. I would like to see this go to more weird places. Like, I would like to just see him walk into a Burger King and see what happens. Like, yeah, then then Dr. Bong shows up. And now, <laughs> flip side of all this, this movie had a different effect on me in the sense of I wanted to do, I wanted to read more Howard the Duck stuff. And it got me rereading the entire Steve Gerber run on Marvel Unlimited. I'm like, ooh, I'm, I was like just binge reading them. And 18 pages an issue, it's not that long. So, so what did you think of the comics? Oh, the comics are amazing. And in all honesty, they are some of the best stuff from the 1970s. It's good uh, social commentary at the time. And just. Did you see the one where you fight Santa Claus? That's something from the 90s. They never did that oh, in the original run. Dracula. The Hell Cow? That's. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah. It's. Howard was a supporting character of Giant Size Man Thing originally. Well, no, right? he was Man Thing, and then he became Giant Sized. Okay, so yeah, I I have two Giant Sized Man Things myself. I think Charles would appreciate that. It was in a realm of Ooh. of kind of sci-fi type stuff that you could, I guess, get away, so to speak, with putting those two things together. I, I in recent characters. memory, I've been wanting to give the uh, Man Thing run a read because there's just some, it's weird stuff. And, like, the fact it goes from, like, a wannabe... Like, it goes from a Swamp Thing-esque title all the way to swords and sorcery and shit like that. It's just, mm-hmm. like... No, they uh, go crazy. Like, yeah. So you've never read Man-Thing? Or... I've read, like, the first a few appearances of him. I know there's an entire issue where Man-Thing doesn't make an appearance himself, but two people in an apartment just smoke a Man-Thing bong. That's amazing. <laughs> no. <laughs> the original Steve Gerber run? Yeah. I, I remember that. That was... I read that last year. It was... It, it was... They go on, like, this whole psychedelic like acid trip like because they had laced weed that they smoked out of a man thing looking bong I'll check that on Unlimited soon <laughs> now here's another thing do you think George Lucas was just at a point where no one would question him and they think it would work no. or do you think when this movie was getting made like Luke, they were looking at Lucas and like uh George why are there nipples well George was only the producer of this movie he really didn't have anything to do he wasn't the director I believe it was uh, Hayuk or something H-Y-U-C-K. I may have seen that. Yeah, that yeah. sounds kind of familiar. But right. George was just the producer. He was the one that goes, oh, guys, you see, I think you guys should do a Howard the Duck movie. Because <laughs> he's got a turkey waddle now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a good idea man, but this is a case where he is like the idea man, but his ideas didn't work out. How about flannel? <laughs> also, why was why was this the first Marvel movie to get a real theatrical budget? Like, why wasn't it Spider-Man? Howard the... Well, when you look at it from a technical limitation standpoint, you really can't do a Spider-Man movie unless it's going to look like the uh, Adam West Batman where he's, you know, all right, old chum, I'm climbing up the side of the wall. Oh, it's <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. for some reason and Santa Claus. You know, you got that. But then on the flip side, oh, an animatronic suit, blah, blah, blah. But it's the 1980s, and of course, there'll be little people in costumes, so that made sense. But, because every movie in the 80s had little people in it. Baron von Munchausen, Willow, Return of the Jedi. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, his entire life. I mean, this would have given George Lucas another opportunity to treat people like, you know, little people great. <laughs> like the Department of Labor could have come out on his ass again. Boo, boo, Charles Peralta, boo. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I mean, come on, like those Ewok guys, like Ewok number five, he gets a lot of great gigs at Comic Con. He does. Well, the funniest thing is there are people that go to meet all of these random people in Star Wars movies so they can say they met everybody from a Star Wars movie. <laughs> We've gone to conventions where they book like I'm not exaggerating. The guy who held the medals at the end of Star Wars. Hi, I mm-hmm. was Ubla Kanubla in <laughs> Star Wars Episode Two. You see me in the background smiling uh, for like two seconds. Uh, that'll be a hundred bucks, please. Ubla I mean, Kanubla. I mean, it is it is kind of funny. I think the Ewok actors have a higher employment rate than Jake Lloyd does right now. Well, because he's in an asylum right now, Charles. <laughs> oh wait, he's in an asylum? Yeah, he ended up uh, like having a meltdown, like I think a year. Wait, ago. wasn't he just in a new show? He wasn't in the Boys. No, that was Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. Oh God, he hey, got so fat. And you know. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, that was Haley Joel Osment? Yeah. I thought that was Jake Lloyd. Nope. Jake Lloyd is uh not doing too well. For all we know, he's recovering. He's been kept keeping a low profile ever since that wait, happened. Wait, wait, wait. You're telling? I mean, I mean, wait, wait. <laughs> Haley Joel Osment's new thing? Like, I see fast food. I see Burger King. What's happening right now? <laughs> There's fat shaming. I'm like, no, I'm sorry, but like, how it's much like more? Charles got the munchies for the BK. I think. Uh, well, no, I could always go for Burger King. I mean, they're a great franchise. But like, I mean, seriously, the pizza with pineapple. What a wonderful wet restaurant! You can get free refills. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Um, what was hinted at before, and I'll go back to it now, and I can understand and figure out by myself what the reasoning was. But Howard the Duck comic books, suit jacket, tie, and cigar. Not in the movie. I think to make it a little more maybe appealing and not go into that more of a... Because this is an adult character from his go, own world. I don't go with that. I go with the technical limitations of you end up having something like that in you know, in the vicinity. Fire of, hazard, that's it. Okay. No, it's, not, it's not a fire hazard. It's oh. just from a technical standpoint, how can you make the smoking of the cigar look legitimate no, real? No, he does smoke a cigar in the beginning of the movie before he gets sucked out of his world. Yeah. Oh, Eddie, you were wrong then. That's a possibility. <laughs> hey, in Howard's world, is everyone in history a duck? Everything has duck puns, like rolling egg. Is it the same as our universe, except everything is just duck? Yes. Yes, we have yes, Duck McCausland. Yeah, Th- wow. Thank you. That's all I needed. You're welcome, duck. I no, mean, no facial hair. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, I, they have facial hair on the bill. Like, so, so I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna save this thing to the audience. I was about to ask like a series of questions about how different ethnicities relate to ducks, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm just I'm gonna. Sure, I'm, they do somehow. I'm just gonna pass on that. So, um, like, I mean, the SJWs, they're gonna be pretty happy with me right the now. Single Jewish women. That's what it sounded like. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm a little bit curious, like, what a Jewish duck looks like, and also, like, I mean, what's with the whole Brit? Like, do they have brisk? Like d- duck bristles. Oh no, they have Lipton. Uh, what else do they have? They have uh, brisk baby. Well, well, I mean, here's here's an here's an interesting fact. Just a couple interesting facts about about ducks. So they're you know <laughs> they have so, martial arts. So it's, they're so he's so, a master of quack foo. Well, I mean seriously, I mean, but like these are interesting facts we're learning about the world of ducks. And I mean, like it's kind of like a dark world. Like this is a dark history here. So does Thor, this... the Duck World. This is not Wild Kingdom. Kind well, of no, no, no. Another thing is like, like this is another question. In, in how are the ducks world? Do they lay eggs too? Like, we don't get to know that because he's blasted off of it in the beginning of the movie, which was pretty random. Why are you so concerned about the reproductive life of ducks? <laughs> well, so I was biking one day and I saw like ducks fighting, and I googled it, and they weren't fighting. Um, and then I, and then a lot got explained to me on Wikipedia. Hence the need to not ask the question. 
Life is like a hurricane here in Dog World. Let's get back to that. <laughs> so, yeah. What word you guys are looking for? I did anyway. learn. I, I did learn something else though, and that is when we've called this movie Howard the Duck. It sounds like that's what we're hearing when the character Beverly is singing that song about Howard at the end of the movie. Oh, Eddie the Duck, and you know she's just kind of like. Going along, and it sounds like, oh, that's where we got it from. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we have in the movie the villain, well, possessed and becomes the villain, noted sexual deviant, uh, what is his name again? The Dark Overlord. The Spirit of Ducks. No, Jeffrey... Harvey Weinstein? No, not Harvey Weinstein. Jeffrey Jeffrey Epstein? Dahmer? Jeffrey Jones, I believe. Jones. The one who was... Bill Cosby. uh, No. But... Google him, people, but <laughs> just don't go to his house. Bill Cosby already has a duck name. Uh, Gen- Jennings. Wait, what? Jennings? Well, I'm talking about the actual actor himself. Oops. Okay. That's why you don't see him in movies nowadays. Yeah. I, I know he was a character actor in other 80s movies. Mostly and Tim c- Burton movies. Was it Tim Burton? I was gonna. I was thinking it's like a uh, oh, wait, are you talking Ferris about, Bueller. You're talking about, yeah, Ferris Bueller. I know yeah. who you're talking about. And he's yeah. a pedophile. Oh, yeah, he is the main... Oh, wait, wait, he is? Yeah. Well... Yeah, he might be, but he was, uh... So that's why the girl called the cops when he came to the house. And then Char- and then she met Charlie Sheen, and they made out. Oh my god, that just I, took I, a... I, I got the reference, but... No, that took a dark meaning, man. But I really did, uh, he is that, yeah. But, oh yeah, he's that guy, I forgot and it, about it's that. it's so weird realizing he's in this, and then when you know, you know all that stuff, you're just like, oh... Life is like a hurricane... Okay, that was that was bad, but yeah, but well, mostly for him. But <laughs> it was yeah. So it was a movie. What did you think of him as a villain? By the way, he sucked. Yeah, because I mean, he was probably the worst thing in the movie. They should have just had like Howard the Duck like fight some. Like, as someone who has read the Howard the Duck comics, the villains of Howard the Duck are usually these over the top parodies of things going on. Like there's. Uh, Dr. Moon Luck Yucky or something and he's literally a villain whose role is he's in charge of a uh, religious cult and everyone's making fun of him. So he's the villain for that. It's You have to read the comics to know what I'm talking about but it's a lot of, like so, I said, commentary on so over the top things. If, I'm, if I could, so where would I have to go to submit a, um, you know, a Howard the Duck comic idea, graphic novel where he runs for president under the Libertarian Party. He already, ran, he already ran for president. No, no, no. part of the all-night party. No way. Yeah. Howard the Duck, number 12. No, Howard the Duck ran for president. Or not, sorry, not number 12, number, no. I think, 11. Well, I was going to say, wasn't that the I issue mean, that Kiss shows yeah, up? Yeah, Kiss shows up in 11. No, he shows, he becomes, pre- runs for president as a part of the all-night what party. What is this number thing? Eight See? or nine. Okay. Hey, anyone looking to get into Howard the Duck in comic form, where do they start exactly? Go with uh, Adventure in a Fear, number 19, then you go into the two giant size, or no, Adventure in a Fear number nineteen. Then you go into Man Thing number one from his, you know, first solo solo series. Then you go Giant Size Man Thing four and five. Number five is actually my favorite one because it's the Hell Cow story where he fights a vampire cow and the cow literally just is a cow with a cape and goes moo. That was where I'm just pretending to cover my face with the, the cape moo. <laughs> but it's just it's such a great moment in the comic. And then you go. Howard the Duck, one through whatever, then you throw in the Treasury Edition, and then you just read the rest of the series. All right. Because I just did all of this. And they're all 18 pages? <laughs> For the most part, yeah. So, I mean, now Howard the Duck, because like, one thing when I was researching this, guys, he's actually made crossovers with Spider-Man and the others, correct? Yes. So, w- are those good? 
Yeah, for the most part. As long as Steve Gerber was writing the book, at least, it was great. But what does he do? He's a duck trapped in a world he never made. Can he fly? Comic no. diversion. He's but a wisecracking, I mean... No wisequacking, Eddie. Wisequacking. You, really, you, you had yeah. the g opportunity and you didn't I take it. I let you redeem or whatever. You could have said Let it you though. shine. That's it, yeah. You know what? Oscar Madison. You know what? It's about time we got that power gauntlet on. Hold on. We are. We're so holding on. <laughs> Sounds like a robotic Godzilla. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I man, snapped, you just snapped Charles, Charles. Charles. <laughs> Gotta edit that. <laughs> True believer. <laughs> Well, how am I going to explain these so microphones? So would you guys like to hear more about Duck Anatomy? Not really. Not really, but oh. in regards to another book of Howard the Duck that I recommend, friend of the show, Chip Zdarsky, he got his start at Marvel Comics writing books there with his Howard the Duck run, and it is one of the best comedy books in the past, I think, 10 years. From his run was when? He started in 2014 and left the title around, I want to say, 2015, 2016. And it only crossed over to one title, and that was Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. So, I didn't even realize there was a more recent run than um, I get in, in the 90s. I think there was a short a short run. No, there was no Howard the Duck in the 90s, just like random one shots. And then in 2002, the character came back over at the Marvel Max line, which Steve Gerber went back to the title. And if you're aware of the Max line, Max is adult kind of stories. So like you have Alias, yeah. Jessica Jones, Punisher. you have Punisher Max and they're Wolverine. Yeah. And again, like they were all Marvel's answer to Vertigo. So it's like R-rated comics with blood, guts, and titties. Explicit. And yeah, and it's just over the top. And then Gerber came back and did a Howard the Duck under that brand. And it just seems so doesn't work. Because Gerber was the kind of guy who he didn't need to work blue to be able to tell a story. And when you have a random shot of these gay guys sitting in chairs with these things on their crotches, watching boy bands, that doesn't work. Hmm. It does not work for the story. It does not work for Gerber's storytelling style. So, I mean, when it comes to this, like, here's a big question for you, Peter, because I think you've put the most uh, energy into this. Because there is a Howard the Duck in the MCU. He's he Howard the Duck has more of a role currently in the Marvel Cinematic Universe than Spider-Man does. That hurts. Charles. Oh, that oh, hurts. He does. Wow, he, he does. Charles. That so hurts. now that there's a void that needs to be filled. How do you think, like, Howard the Duck can fill in for Spidey's place? Well, they're doing a Hulu TV show. I but it's not a part of the MCU. It's it's not. I it's don't think any of, the, any of the TV shows, I think, I'm just going to consider not part of the MCU. But Kevin Smith is attached to it, right? Kevin That's Smith. the one he's doing. Yeah, and they're called, I believe, The Offenders. The Offenders, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're crossing over. It's Howard the Duck, MODOK. Daz Dazzler. Dazzler and Tigra, and uh, who else? There's one other person. MODOK. Mo I said MODOK. Oh, there, there was something else, I think. There's a MODOK, Howard... Uh, Hellcat. Hellcat. Yeah. Fun fact, I have the... I'm just thinking of a cool female, you or, know... No, no, like Hellcat was on Jessica Jones. Yeah, yeah Patty no, Walker. Pa Patsy, Walker. Pa Patsy Walker. Fun fact, I have the domain offended.com. Okay. That's nice. Be in touch. Woo! Charles Perello. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Howard the Duck. I liked it. You know, I'm going to try pineapple on pizza now. And anchovies. No, 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 not those. I've tried that. That's not good. Okay. In the words of the Jay Giles band, no anchovies, please. It's a song. Of course you so, know that, Eddie. But, but yeah. here's the funniest thing. DC won again. They have the best comic movie with The Dark Knight, but they also have the worst comic movie with Catwoman. So it, there you go. DC won. Batman. 
I don't think Catwoman's the worst. Have you ever tried to sit down and watch the 90s X-Men movie Generation X? I don't count made-for-TV movies in this kind of thing, to be completely Wait, honest. What is that movie? I never heard of that. Uh, it was their first attempt at a live-action X-Men before the Brian Singer movie came out. Jubilee was in there. Yeah. Hmm. And like, I never knew this existed until a few years ago. And yeah. I kind of went through a phase where I just sat down and wanted to watch like all the really bad Marvel movies and DC movies. Have you watched the Justice League live-action pilot? No, that's one I haven't gotten around to yet. I did watch Steel. That was god-awful. I, I can't. Even Shaq can't, like, save it. No Shaq attack? No Shaq attack. What's well, Green Egg and Hammett? Wait, I, Shaq is whack. I have a question with the... You take that back. I have a question with the Shaquille O'Neal, like, Steel movie. Was that actually from a real comic book? I never, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He yes. was a replacement. John Henry Irons. He was a replacement for Superman after he was killed by Doomsday. He was a part of the uh, Reign, Reign of, of Superman. Superman. Yeah. Wait, to wait, be completely wait. honest. Wait, 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 wait. That character was what they replaced Superman. Well, one of. Wow. There was, uh, Who the some... hell on the writing team approved that? There were about four, maybe five. It was, Re- it was John Henry com- Irons. Read the steel. comic. He's, he's better in the comic. He's yeah, he so is. so much better in the comic. And, like, there was like Cyborg Superman who just ended up being a total nutcase and a bunch so, of others. Did they just yeah. go for like the Cyborg things? Oh, geez. It was a there bizarre was version, I think. A bizarre version of Superman, kind no, of. It looked that way. Oh man! So, 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 but, Catwoman's not the worst in your opinion, Doug. No, it's not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree. Then again, I've not seen, I've not seen Steel. Well, yeah. Well, he must have done better in a comic because he had a good run. I forget how many issues, but uh, at least fifty. The thing about Steel, also, just that whole overall run of the Death and Return of Superman, it is like, it's so '90s, and a lot of people, will, you know, vilify that era of comics. Death and Return of Superman is like one of my the, top five favorite storylines of all time. Yeah, it's of that was a great storyline. Yeah. DC took a lot of risks in the '90s that paid off. They went wild. I mean, they they broke Batman's back. They did that whole thing with Superman. Mm-hmm. They turned. Uh, they have the Morrison ha- JLA. They have Doom Patrol. Hal Jordan turned into Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. But if Steel is the worst comic book movie, DC still wins. Or do they lose? That sounds like they lose. They win and lose because they. It's won. a lose lose. The Dark Knight's the best comic book movie. This it's is a double the best that. lose. And that's but the way it was. We continue. So yeah, next episode we don't know what the next episode's going to be, but who knows? So I'm going to spend a minute making awkward pitch pitch suggestions, and Eddie <laughs> and Eddie Peter can uh, knock them down. Okay, so how about this? No. One where Eddie, okay, so you do like, you find some sort of bizarro, like, episode or show, and Eddie impersonates Peter the whole time, and Peter impersonates Eddie, and it's, you're, you guys are reviewing something that is like a bizarro flip. I don't have enough clipboards or pieces of paper to do that. Damn. Sorry. Okay, 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 next suggestion idea. You guys, okay, instead of reviewing comic book movies, you guys review Requiem for a Dream. Ass to ass. <laughs> Alright, that was not a good enough impression. <laughs> For the Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. Oh, I'm Charles Perallo. Uh, I don't know. I was. I thought Eddie was going next. And I'm Doug, and I don't know Charles. Thank you. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior! But why do the ducks have titties? <laughs>